Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the Gospel of John. We're in the 16th chapter. And in the last episode, we have just begun it. And we saw that Jesus was telling them some things. He had been telling them things since the 13th chapter on this last time that he would be together with the disciples, the last evening that he was with them. And he kept saying that I'm telling you these things. I'm sharing these things. I'm showing you these things. And initially in verse 1 he said, uh, I'm telling you these things to keep you from falling away. And you think, well, falling away from what? Well, falling away from him, falling away from the faith. And he tells them why in the second verse. Because they're going to put you out of the synagogue. He said, there's going to be an hour uh, that's coming that people will think that they're serving God when they're killing you. And you know, that, that hour has come and continues to come. There are people all over the world right now that are dying because of the faith. I mean, literally dying. Uh, within most of our communities, people are not so much dying for the faith as they are literally being uh, ostracized and kicked out for the faith. Okay, there are there's a huge amount of people who are true believers, and yet they're really not uh, that um, organized or tied in together with the organizational church. They're outside the organizational church because of what they've seen. Okay, because of the truths that they've seen related <coughs> to the strategies of man. So anyway, he says, that hour is going to come. He said, but you know what? They're doing these things to you because they did them to me. And he said, I have many things to say to you. And he said, I've told you these things that you'll be able to remember them. He said, I didn't say these things to you at the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to be going away. And this going away, I'm not going to leave you abandoned. Verse 6, he says this, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Jesus knew how they were feeling. Verse 7, nevertheless, so he said, even in spite of this, he said, even in light of all this, what I've been telling you and what's going to occur and what's going to happen, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Well, he's already told him about the Holy Spirit. He's already described the Holy Spirit as the helper. So he's saying, I must need to go away to where the helper will come. And, you know, a lot of times I don't think we do this intentionally, but we nearly act like and nearly behave like uh, that Jesus and the Holy Spirit can't be in the same room together at the same time, <laughs> you know, because of this verse right here. But that's not true. That's not true at all. You actually see in uh, the end of John something very interesting, how Jesus breathes on the disciples. It says, receive you the Holy Spirit. <coughs> but what he's telling them now is, it's really going to be to your advantage that I go. Yes, I have been with you. I have protected you. I have guarded you. But now I'm going to go, and another one of a like kind, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will come. I will send him to you, verse 8. And when he comes, this is the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So you see one of the functionings of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit will convict the world, and he'll convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. 
Jesus had been doing this as he was speaking, as he was here on earth. But now he's saying that when the Holy Spirit comes, that the world will be convicted. Now, what's really interesting is how does that take place? Well, we are the receptacles and the vessels of the Holy Spirit. Okay, We are the vessels of the Holy Spirit. So watch what he says. He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Verse 9. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. So uh, he, the Holy Spirit is going to convict them of the sin that they've committed, but particularly the sin that they had not believed in him, that they had rejected Jesus. Verse 10, concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. And he'd already been saying some things about that, that uh, you will no longer see me, but then later on you will see me. And they were still very confused as exactly what he meant by that. But here he's saying, concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father. <clears throat> and so the uh, right standing that Jesus has, okay, the right standing that he has before God is going to be proof and a convicting proof before the world that all that Jesus had been teaching, all that he had said was true. Then verse 11, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged, has been judged. One translation says has been condemned, that the ruler of this world has been condemned. The ruler of this world has been judged. So back up and listen to all that again. He says the Holy Spirit is going to come. He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Then verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So he's at the end of his corporeal existence here. He's at the end of his life. He knew it, and they were beginning to believe it and realize that something significant was about to occur. And he's saying, you know, I've still got a whole lot to say to you, but you can't bear to hear it right now. So he's not going to tell them. Well, verse 13 helps us. When the spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. We, we see even more into the wondrous mystery of the structure and the unity and the functioning together of the Godhead, of the Father, of the Son, of the Spirit. Uh, we'll learn more in the next chapter, but it's already been said. Jesus has already told him that the things that he says are only the things that the Father has given him to say. The things that he does are only the things that the Father has told him to do. And he says the Spirit will be likewise. He said the Spirit will guide you in the truth. He's not speaking of his own authority, but he's speaking on the authority of the Most High God. And whatever he hears, he will speak. And he'll declare to you the things that are to come. <coughs> so you see uh, the role and the function of the Spirit to guide us in the truth, okay, uh, to speak to us from what he hears. Uh, hears from where? Well, from the throne of grace, from Father, in the same way that Jesus did. The Spirit will do that in and through us. And then we've already seen what Jesus said, that the Father, Son, and Spirit will abide within us. And he says, whatever he speaks, he'll declare to you the things that are to come. 
So there's the element of what's happening right now. The Spirit will speak truth related to that, and then he'll speak what is yet to come. So let me read verse 14. We'll stop right here, then we'll pick it up next time. He, the Spirit, will glorify me, that's Jesus, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So you see that the Spirit will receive of the Father, the Spirit will receive of the Son, and will tell us. Folks, we have not been left abandoned. <laughs> we have not been left alone. If you're truly saved, then you have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will do everything we've looked at right here. The sad truth of the matter is this. There's a lot of people that are very good. Okay, They're very religious. They're very faithful to their religion, and yet they've never been truly saved. And because they've never been truly saved, they don't have the Holy Spirit. And there is a frustration there. There's a frustration because they're trying to live a life that they're not empowered to live. And I think this is very, very common and very prevalent within the body. And that's the reason the scripture tells us, hey, examine yourself to see if you be of the faith. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, as always, I pass the word about these times together. Share with one another. And I'll see you again next time.